Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. Good morning. It's Sunday in time for the rotation. Yes, it's a beautiful day here. Well, it's actually kind of a dreary day after uh, Halloween in Ybor City. It's got lots of clouds in the sky and whatnot. But we're live here at Chillum Glass Gallery and CBD Dispensary. And uh, what is this? This is the rotation with Suncoast Normal. It is. And what do you do on a rotation? Um, we uh, like talk about like marijuana and stuff. Right. We pass around information. Yes, it's all do. about passing around. It's that's that's like the double entendre with the rotation because it's like we're passing around a joint. Yeah, guys, that, get it? That's right. Get, get and, guys. And the most important thing is is to pass around information that is actually correct, which has been kind of you know few and far between during this election season. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in fact, in the whole history of cannabis, was all built, was built on misinformation. So that's why I get so. <sighs> I can't use the word pissed because it sounds bad. So I'll just say I'm very upset about the amount of misinformation that's been going on since, oh, say, 1875 at least. That's a long time. <laughs> I didn't realize it's that long. Well, it's not actually that way, not that way in the United States. Because the United States back in 1875, we were on the uh, pharmacopoeia. It was being sold as a medicine. And people were actually using it as such. And there wasn't as much of a problem. Uh, what so people can see what I'm doing. Okay. You know, I suddenly got no, no, no sound in my you earphones. Were, you, were, you have no sound in your earphones? Suddenly. I can hear myself. You can't hear me? I can hear you, but you're right next to me, but I can't hear you through my earphones. Ah. Let's see what's going on. Say something? Okay. Are we tech no not we're not technically savvy enough to be able to get this thing straight. Yeah, we have no idea what we're doing, guys. I definitely we do, but I don't think the computer knows we don't know that. Maybe we can't hear it, but it looks, according to this computer thing, that everything's okay. Okay, so our our volume is correct. Yes. Okay. Now, every once in a while, I do something which people don't often do, and that is read books. And uh, while Carlos is busy ripping apart a bud which is so carefully trimmed and cleaned and put in so that jar so gently, and now you're just rendering it. It's actually rendering That's what it. You're supposed to do. You're supposed to take these flowers and then roll them up and break them up. And these are special flowers because they are number one, not standard THC cannabis. Mm -hmm. This is this is a uh, a hemp that is rich in a particular cannabinoid, which was only recently realized. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. always been there, but it's but people didn't realize it's called Delta Eight. And so this is actually legal. This isn't like, I mean, I'm a medical patient, but uh, you don't need a medical card to smoke this. Because the law specifically states Delta 9 THC. Yes. And yet this is a Delta 8. It's just because the ring is moved over to one more uh, atom on the molecule. For those of you who remember your organic chemistry, for those of you who don't, that's fine. I think you, you probably had enough gym classes to make, it, make ends meet there. But... Um, <laughs> a book that I have, I see if we can show here. 
This is called Homegrown. It's a book by Isaac Campos, who is a professor of history at University of Cincinnati. And it discusses um, marijuana, mm -hmm. which was the Mexican word for marijuana, as we've discussed in the past. Yes, we do talk about that. Yes, a lot. and Mexico's war on drug, which actually started before America's war on drugs. And in part, it was because they had a civil war going on between the the gentry elite, which were which are the Euros or the, the folks coming over from Europe or the Spaniards versus the Mestizos, who were basically the Indian folks who were living in Mexico at the time, the indigenous folks who who developed into the peasantry in in, uh, in Mexico. And they were the ones who were actually using cannabis at the time because it was a, a throwover from from the Aztecs who used it for medicine as well. And so they use it uh, in a manner of speaking, recreationally, medicinally. And so the uh, the gentry decided that if they go ahead and they vilify the herb that the peasantry were using, they could vilify the peasantry and therefore gain more power. And it's all a matter of political power. Let, let me take a closer look at that cover, and, man, because that's that's a very what's going on here. Okay, that is uh, that, <laughs> that is demon weed actually destroying the mind of a, Mexi a Mexican peasant oh. because supposedly uh, they actually put out fake news articles in Mexico that said that cannabis would make you into a violent criminal. Hmm. And they actually used the point of fact that oftentimes criminals, when they were being brought in, had some form of cannabis on them. I had no idea I was partaking in such demonic uh, things here. Well, it got to the point where if you were a Catholic woman and you heard the word marijuana, uh, you would actually have to be go ahead and start genuflecting yourself you know, ad nauseum until unless god struck you dead. what is that there's like a serpent or a dragon coming out of the marijuana yeah here? don't forget also the uh, the mexican flag which consists the of devil the dragons which consists of the serpents ah. uh, and, and and the eagle and talking about the two different forces of nature that uh, went forth that was discussed within the peasantry but here again it's a matter of you have a jesuit priest on the side with with angels on each side of him that he's protecting and here is this evil serpent, this marijuana, destroying the minds of the of the, uh, the peasantry. And basically it was, come over to our side. We have the money. We have the tequila. And you have this demon weed that will turn you into a criminal and put you in, in, uh, in jail for the rest of your life. I don't think I've ever uh, had a serpent uh, come out of my marijuana. I guess it depends on which strain you're using. Hmm. <laughs> but, I, need, I need to know this strain. <laughs> the whole Sounds thing. fun. Actually. But what, the, what this is leading to is that right now, Mexico, while, while we're going ahead and working on our state by state thing, of which there are five states who are looking to go legal this session, and as well as, well as uh, two states that are looking for medical. Uh -huh. Actually, three states going medical. One of them was, has a medical and a legal, which is Montana, which is, which is doing both. I'm sorry, South Dakota. Uh, but Mexico is looking to become a country which will be legal completely, just kind of like uh, what is the other country in South America that is now currently legal? Uh, Guatemala? Uruguay? No, Uruguay. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Right. And so it's interesting to know that Mexico was the first country to make cannabis illegal, in part, again, because of uh, politics, basically politics, uh, which, which folded over to religion. And you being a highly religious, non-religious person, uh, this kind of like folds into what we're all talking about. And that is, it's never really the plant that's a, that, that is the impetus for the illegality. It's always either politics or it's religion 
or it's mm-hmm. the economy. Mm-hmm. And it's the people who are trying to keep this plant, which was uh, free to use to everybody, from cutting into their business as well. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, was happening in Mexico as well. And so Mexico will become, I would say, a huge, huge market. And what was it too? Like Pancho Villa had something to do with cannabis uh, uh, becoming illegal in the United States, right? Because like that's Pan- true. Pancho he, Villa, he, like he ransacked one of her factories or something like that. He actually annexed. Uh, a huge amount of timberland that was that was uh, owned by by Hearst, who had a huge timber fortune, and that's this was one of the reasons that William Randolph Hearst hated hated Hispanics because he felt that they were the ones who were trying to destroy his timber industry. Ah, okay. Which he used for to make paper, which he used for his tabloid journalism, and he, they looked at what they would, what had done in Mexico in regards to tabloid fake news, and they figured. Well, this was the perfect way to do it. So he made certain that uh, Harry Anslinger had enough money uh, and to do what he had to do. And he did what he, what he had to do as far as Hearst is concerned to start putting out fake news in the United States to do what they did in Mexico to try to make it illegal. So it, it's all coming in full circle, folks. The, folk, the fact is Mexico will soon be a legal country, uh, not too unsimilar to Canada and Uruguay and other countries around the world. And I think in, as good as it is having states that are legal, because you do have uh, access more to uh, help change and, and tweak the law, uh, it would help if we had a federally legal system, because that is what's destroying our banking situation. And, about, and, and the fact that we have a crazy quilt of laws makes interstate commerce impossible for cannabis right now. And interstate commerce would, would make a huge, huge difference in the price of goods as well as the availability of goods. Mm-hmm. Right now we have to wait for somebody from California or Oregon or somebody else to come over and actually buy a license in Florida and they're up for sale with, even though they were supposed to be competitive, but that's another long story altogether. That uh, It's like what Burner did in to bring cookies to Florida, he had to come from California to, well, he's like all nationwide now. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Burner, whose who's cookies uh, thing, I'm absolutely amazed at some of the pictures of the stores they have in Colorado over there. They are yeah. so beautiful. And they don't look exactly like an Apple store, but they don't look like uh, one of the dispensaries in Michigan either, where basically you walk in there and you see walls of product of, of every different kind and sort. And of course you have the house product, which is the stuff that is inexpensive that they sell on sale, which is kind of like the stuff you get a clearance on Walmart. You never quite get the best deal. Mm-hmm. Well, I finished rolling my joint. That, 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 that was amazing joint. speed. It's not the best joint. I have to tell you that. Okay. Well, well, what, what, did, what did you use for paper and what did you use? I use, I use all raw, all raw products. Um, okay. You know, Raw hemp papers and some raw tips. I tried one of your one of your straight raw uh, hemp papers last week. I thought it was wonderful how slowly it burned and how how natural it it, it felt and tasted. I mean, American cigarettes. For those of you who don't know, uh, they chemically re-engineered them over so over so many years, such that they you know if you ever have a cigarette nowadays, the tobacco in there is not tobacco leaf. It is actually paper sprayed with nicotine. I just realized that we can't light this joint because we don't have an ashtray. Hey, Jay, <laughs> can you bring an ashtray over here, please? <laughs> yeah, just, you know, a cheap one. But I brought like the- a cup or something. And if there's like a cup or a bottle laying around, that's fine, too. So if you, you are me, interested. Me and Gary are, hey, look at that guy. <laughs> 
You want to come in? You can come in. <laughs> so this is again Isaac Isaac Campos. That's A C A M P O S from University of Cincinnati. You can get this stuff on. You can get this book on Amazon, I believe. He actually started out so as a bookstore. If you we remember. we uh, uh, we got Jonathan Perkle in the house today, and we're actually about to light up a Delta Eight joint. So I don't know if you want to take a few hits, but we're we're literally doing it right now. So yeah, we're totally live right now. Totally. Yeah, I've live. been trying to cut a hole in my mask, you know, which is not easy. And, and what's what's worse is when you when you exhale in your mask, the mask turns brown. Do you know that? You actually, but it, it's good though because it it reminds you you have to wash those suckers. It does, it does, especially after like barbecue. So this is going to be fun. We're going we're going to have our first customer witnessing the first joint in Chillum of Delta. Okay, so Delta Eight Flower, right, uh, is an interesting thing. Um, Delta Eight comes in very small amounts in hemp and both hemp and cannabis, and. Uh, Oh, oh, I got something in my mouth. <laughs> is this what happens when you don't roll that filter, uh, tight enough? You know that. Uh, yeah, the filter is we'll, not We'll give you some rolling lessons later. But I got to admit, that was, that was impressive as far as the timing was concerned. I was trying to look cool while doing it because I got a camera on me, but I, it's working. You know what I mean? So Delta, Delta 8 flower. So Delta 8 comes in really small amounts in both cannabis and hemp. And uh, there's an, uh, an extraction of the CBD and a synthesis, as some would say, of this CBD molecule and changed into Delta Are you saying 8, it's right? genetically altered? It's, is it? Or like, I'm not even necessarily sure. <laughs> I know they yeah. changed the chemical structure. Well, it has I don't to do with heat curing to be able to move the, uh, the molecule over. <coughs> kind of like when THCA, which is the acid form, once we heat it up and you, you get that radical, the OH radical to fall off, you have to have something to put on there. So yeah. That's where it goes to th it's, Delta 9 THC. But it's not like they're making anything bad. It's I'm going to make a quick note here because something that's natural in the plant. We're still involved in a, in a pandemic yeah. here. So if you are involved in a rotation, this is how you do it. You don't necessarily put it to your yeah. mouth necessarily, but you can take your hand if it's properly clean, put it in between your, your index finger and, and then do this bit. <coughs> but they say if you smoke And I still got cannabis, the damn stuff out in um, my mouth, but what the hell? Tov ma'od. <laughs> <laughs> This is the first time it's, it's suddenly become an edible. Now, <laughs> <laughs> since we're waiting for Mikhail, hold on a sec. Yeah, I mean, you can get on camera if you want. And this is like can, the, the cherry pie. Uh, it's okay. That camera is right here. Oh, That's right. the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> now, which strain is this? This is uh, sour. Sour cherry D8. Right? And, and these are all natural terpenes. This is not the, uh, <laughs> they, they threw in some broccoli juice or, the, or, totally or lemon pledge like so some of the MMTCs so, do over here to get the, 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 the limonene. So what they do is they take this Delta 8 extraction and they take another CBD flower <clears throat> and they like basically spray it onto the CBD flower. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, you know, the, the, the whole process of explaining it, you hear all these scary words like genetics and, uh, you know, uh, whatever the hell we said. But uh, you get a very nice medicinal value with this because you get the medicinal value of the CBD and the Delta 8 flower because this, this guy here, this is 9% Delta 8 THC and 9% CBD right here mm -hmm. in this flower right here. So you get like a strain but, but, like but, but, but the euphoric, or the disconcerting ACDC. effect is not that high. 
<coughs> no, you don't get that, that stone. <coughs> the, you do get stone off of Delta 8, but, you know, because there's like a CBD ratio here, it's not as high as a normal, like, yeah, not as, like hitting a Delta 8 card. Yeah, and by the way, one of the bills where we're working on for this next session is to allow CBD manufacturers to have a THC level of 0.1 as opposed to 0 0.03, which is really, really important because it is like so hard scary. to get it down that low. <laughs> a little spray of osium there. Yeah. You don't, <clears throat> you don't need that much. Because the THCA is, is native in the plant. And anytime you heat it or cure it or even dry it so that it can be tested, you're going to have an increase in THC. Uh -huh. Anything over 0.3, you're going to have to destroy if you're, if you're a CBD manufacturer. Mm. And so and the whole point of having 0.3, of course, was pretty much um, arbitrary. They had to find some kind of definition for a CBD flower as, or hemp flower as opposed to regular. So they, they threw in that point three. That due to a, a Canadian research firm when, has actually had something that was similar to that. When it is very difficult, and a lot is being destroyed right now for no reason. When, when I'm explaining uh, – yeah, you're right, Gary. And when I'm explaining um, all that to a customer, I like to say that, like, really this is hemp, but this is hemp by a legal definition, not necessarily a scientific definition. Exactly. You say that's uh, correct? Yeah. And, I mean, is there really a scientific definition that was not man-made? I mean, that is the situation. I mean, hemp, well, when, it, when it first came to this country, uh, the Hispanics called it Kenyaba. And that was because to them it was basically a, uh, a, a biomass situation where they took the, the, the fiber, <coughs> which is the uh, – the the, mat, the bast and the herd, which is the, the woody part, and they made it into fiber and they made it into building materials and that, that kind of thing. They weren't looking for the, the bud that had all the resin on it because they didn't even know it existed because mm -hmm. they were growing it in northern Spain mm -hmm. and the resin count was way, way low. So, Delta 8 flower everywhere made a mess. So far, Delta oh. 8 flower is still considered under the range of CBD. That might change if people decide to go ahead and and mess with it so yeah like legality of this stuff like we did say that it's legal but there's like gray areas right yeah it is so like the dea basically came out saying that because uh you change cbd to delta 8 uh it's a synthetic cannabinoid therefore it's not since it's not naturally occurring in the plant it's still under the control substances which right? is interesting because if you had marinol right now that would be still considered a controlled substance and that is synthetic yeah Totally. Now, and of course, one of the problems with Marinol right. is the fact that there was no, not only was it just synthetic, but it was also nothing was there from the entourage effect. It, and terpenes, for those of you who are more familiar with them, are kind of like the steering wheel on a car. You and THC is the engine. And I hate to have a car that had an engine and no steering wheel. You're not going to get where you're going. Yeah. But in fact, you might just crash into something. I like that. Gary, you know, you know, I, I, like to spread that little analogy around i'm, I'm happy that you you could have my permission to do so i will charge you a quarter for each time i'd probably be I've rich been, within the I, end of the week oh, excuse excuse me man i've been saying that forever i heard ed rosenthal say that at Oaksterdam. so i love ed rosenthal the guy is ornery as heck but he is so he's so uh, knowledgeable table's coming apart everything's coming apart here oh i blame halloween yeah well yeah I do too. This place is trash. Did hey. you guys see Ebor? You stayed home. I I left early because I thought it was going to like like I thought it was it was slow. Like I left at around like like ten o'clock, and then and then I come I come in this morning and there's 
garbage everywhere. Just like the yes team is just sweeping through, cleaning everything up because like apparently everybody party last now, night. You have your little house over there, uh, uh, just north of Ebor, right over. Uh, I'm not gonna say what street. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, no, uh, this gentleman does, but not. Okay. Do you have a lot of kids going around last last night? No, no sir. Okay. We we had I'd say maybe about oh six seven dozen kids that came by, but. I made certain, and this, this is, I, I maybe have been the only guy on the block who was doing that. I may have also been the only guy who was giving out candy. But uh, along with having a bowl of candy out there, I gave everybody a squirt of hand sanitizer before they took the candy. <laughs> and parents were so appreciative of that. Even the parents were not walking around with masks, which was fine because it was an outdoor activity. But um, I got a lot of uh, notes of appreciation because we do need to be cognizant of the fact that regardless of politics, there is a virus out there that does exist that is actually doing some damage out there and we need to mediate it and uh, in the, the numbers are going up too the know? numbers are going up uh, they are actually higher now than they have they were at the last peak but this last uh, june and july and in part it was because of the greater opening of the company country here in florida we're in phase three uh-huh how many phases are there <laughs> three <laughs> <laughs> No, there's also a fourth phase, but the, but the fact is we are dealing with a, a situation where the numbers are going up because of the fact that they've been opening up very fast because people are actually ignoring the, the current register, uh, the uh, uh, regulation and going beyond that. So bars that say they can be 50%, they're going up to 75, 100%, 100%, et cetera. Plus they have these super spreader political events, which I hope will end soon because the numbers that I saw today show that the, the, the super spreader political events have caused at least, at least 300,000 infections hmm. and, and, and several hundred deaths at least so far. Hmm. And, it's, and if, if that continues on, we will, our, our hospitals will be overrun and it's not the blue state folks, it's every state. I mean, this bug does not know politics. Yeah, we, and I've tried that, to teach it, but it just keeps on dying, and a new one comes up, and then you got you. The you said that something mean about me about because I like to say that all of this is going to be over as soon as the election's over. And uh, would you say that I just I shouldn't be able to get into the hospital? Uh, yeah, I also say you know, <laughs> atheists shouldn't go into the hospital either because you know, especially when you go to Advent because they have this this cross on the wall, but. It stings. It stings my skin to be around that cross. I, I was. It, it was a rather facetious statement, which basically stated that anybody who continues to say on social media that this virus will suddenly disappear on November third should also agree that if they get tested positive and they're sick after November third, that they won't seek med, uh, medical care in hospitals because the hospitals will already be overwhelmed. Well, so who needs one? Who needs that people? Somebody in there who denies the fact that it even exists, right? Well, if I get sick. Even if I'm wrong, I'm still going to go to the hospital. Man. Well, that's just it. I, I'm, I'm a humanist, and even if you don't believe in cancer, if you have it, then you got it. So you have to have it taken care of whether you believe in it or not. Uh, that's, that's the whole point of a science kind of situation. If you don't believe in hurricanes, they are still going to come after you, right? Still going to be there, yeah. That's just the way it is. And so, therefore, that was a bit of a facetious statement and a way of getting people to understand that you need to stop denying what is right in front of you. Like when somebody says a, said that I was fear-mongering an awful lot <laughs> in regards to this thing is concerned. And I wasn't fear-mongering as much as, no, I'm good. You're good. Uh, as much as spreading information. <laughs> kind of like saying, if you look out, there's a pothole in front of you. I'm not, I'm not glorifying potholes, okay? Although I'm yeah. interested in why, why just... they call it that if there's nothing growing in there. But 
the, the fact is I'm not glorifying potholes and I'm not creating fear mongering. I'm saying there's a hole in front of you. If you step in it, you're going to hurt yourself. So walk around it, mm-hmm. find a way of avoiding it. Knowledge is king in regards to uh, taking care of yourself. We just smoke CBD and Delta 8 flowers. So I don't think we can get coronavirus now. Uh, yes, you can. I don't know, dude. There's science involved here. There is a lot of science, and a lot of science says that <laughs> CBD is a, is a great anti-inflammatory. Do, do not think that that will happen. You will get coronavirus. If I've had coronavirus, and I smoke a lot of marijuana. so <laughs> You caught me on that. <laughs> but there is fantastic anti-inflammatory properties in CBD, and one of the things that uh, that the way that the bug attacks you is it, it causes multiple systems in you to get become inflamed. Uh-huh. And by reducing that inflammation, uh, you can have a better chance of survival. And that does not mean that it's a cure or, or a complete treatment, but it is definitely a mediator. And that is one of the things we definitely need. Well, dude, I mean, okay, so we're talking a lot. This isn't a coronavirus show. This We're talking a lot about it. And I kind of, well, you know, I kind of want to segue into politics, actually, because, like, um, you know, this this election is coming up. And uh, we did spend an entire show talking about it, but maybe we should remind people on who to vote for. Okay. Uh, now, this is interesting. The amount of misinformation we've gotten from our current administration, there was a grain of truth that came out this last week, which I thought was really interesting. Uh-huh. And it had to do with the Mississippi uh, ballot initiatives. There's, a, there's one that was came out from the citizens and one that came out from the legislature. And the legislature were asking the, um, the current administration to back their, their initiative, which would make cannabis legal well uh, but not smoking oh hmm. they kind of threw that in there so that, so you actually have two battling initiatives there and uh what the white house had said because they had said that the white house fully endorses uh proposition uh 62 and uh basically the white house said would you stop putting our name on that we are not in favor of any cannabis legalization well i said well it's about time that somebody actually said that coming out of washington dc because we've been hearing from from the last couple of years that oh yes they're looking into possibility of making it legal but nothing had ever been done to make that in fact there was a organization within the white house made to find flaws in state laws they could attack them and so obviously you, you got where I'm coming from here in regards to who to vote for. Now, most most everybody's voted practically in the state of Florida. We've had like about, uh, what, 80 million votes already cast across the whole country and over uh, several million already cast here in the state of Florida. But realize that this particular administration is not cannabis friendly. Yeah. So I guess Biden would be the only way. But didn't he like do a bunch of stuff to make drugs illegal or something? Yeah, he he worked within that with the uh, the drug law bill that was what, what, 20, 30 years ago now. Uh, I honestly don't know who to vote for, Gary. You know, I typically go for like third party stuff, but I think I'm going with Biden. Okay, I mean, Joe Biden is a decent man. Uh, He's done a lot of decent work. And I know there's a lot lot of rigmarole and misinformation going on right now but in regards to this particular uh, particular topic i saw him on a show with dr bertha madras mm-hmm. uh, and he was applauding her work in pointing out the fact that cannabis causes psychosis ah. and uh, sorry that is not true and bertha mm-hmm. madras who is a uh, famed investigator uh, coming out of harvard school of medicine who uh, has gone from state to state to state to try and prevent it from becoming legally, uh, <clears throat> becoming legal, 
is uh, has always been running this line about the fact that psychosis increases in areas where they have legal cannabis and that's just not the not the truth it has a lot to do with what the actual definition of psychosis is and things of that sort and some of these people who have psychosis were actually using it to treat themselves it, uh, it was a, it was an, not exactly a cause and effect kind of situation and you know let, let's not forget too because i mean the the obama administration came out uh like you know joe was a big part of the obama administration i'm yeah. not exactly happy with how the obama administration handled cannabis no they could have done a hell of a lot more obama did come out saying that we need to look into legalizing or decriminalizing or whatever his exact words were but um, there were more dispensary raids under Obama than there were under Bush, mm. and um, I'm I'm not exactly thinking that's that he played a big part in that administration. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there, right? was, there, there were some federal raids, but there were also state raids too. I mean, they talk yeah. about the fact that Kamala Harris uh, put a lot of folks in jail as Attorney General in the state of California. That was because of the, that there are actually laws in California that do make cannabis illegal if you go beyond the boundaries of regulation. So if you're selling uh, black market weed in a store that is not licensed to, to sell uh, recreational or adult use cannabis, you're doing things illegally. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if she is following the law, which is what the Attorney General is supposed to do, then there were, then there were arrests. But the Attorney General can only do things within the realm of the law. They can't create law. They're not legislators. Mm -hmm. They're just basically there to be the policemen. Yeah. How you feel after that joint? I feel just fine. You feel fine? You feel high at all? No. I think I'm high. <laughs> I think you woke up that way. Well, yeah, I got high when I woke up. Hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm we, really we, high now. We Holy talk. Shit. We talk about the. Uh, <laughs> we we talk about the uh, the, the health benefits of, of cannabis as being the, the main impetus for being making it legal in the state of Florida, which is where we still are. We're still in a medical market, mm. and uh, <clears throat> we there is there is a an OG uh, in the uh, in the fold, a gentleman by the name of Eddie Lapp over in California. He took what, he was at what thirty five years was he he uh, spent in jail for. Uh, for cultivation, he's a good friend of Jack Hare. And he is also in this video I have here, which is the video of the book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes by Jack Hare, which was uh, which is a, a, a seminal book yeah. in, in regards to cannabis and in regards to hemp use and talks about specifically about how hemp use can take I, over the, the biofuel industry, et cetera, et cetera. You, you, can probably see it from where you're sitting there. I have one on display in the yeah, center you, you of have my the store here, and I refuse to sell it. That's only there if anybody ever wants to come and look at it. Well, read it. I have this this DVD of the book, which has mm -hmm. which has Eddie Lip in it, and it has Eddie, and, uh, Jack Hare in it before he passed away, and a bunch of other folks. And I would be I'd be willing to give this up well, for somebody who can become a member and bring three other people with them. Oh. Huh. So if you want to become a member of Suncoast Normal, which not only gets you a chance to help us legislate and fix the situation, and you get this really neat gold pin, which really okay. makes a lot of waves at the supermarket when you wear it on, mm -hmm. on your clothes, I will give you this. It's classy, and it stands for what you believe in. That's right. Mm -hmm. This hard-to-find DVD didn't even know it existed. of the Emperor's New Clothes, and that is, for me, with love to you guys for bringing in more members because we are getting ready to go to Tallahassee after November 3rd. We are going to work with whoever gets into office 
and we are going to make them champions for our cause by coming out there and telling our stories and explaining why we need to have this new legislation to fix the laws that are currently there. You know, what was it, Gary? It was if you become a member, then you bring three more people with you. Yes. Okay. Because I, remember, I, I had no idea you were going to do that. And you know what? This is a good opportunity for me to add something in here. Uh-oh. And uh, yeah. How we, about, we, are, we are upping the bounty here. How about a quarter of hemp flour? There you go. Delta 8 hemp flour that we just smoked here. Suncoast Normal uh-huh. wants to be the impetus for change here in the state of Florida. <laughs> we are going to work uh-huh. on things like increasing the, nu- the number of qualifying uh, diseases in the state of Florida. So beyond just the 10 we have right now to include things like specifically anxiety and specifically autism. Mm-hmm. Autism, especially because I have seen some absolutely amazing things that is done, and is it is a crime, but it is not currently in medical rules here in the state of Florida. Hmm. So, so we're work, working on that, along with with getting patient protection. So if you're in, institutionalized in a hospital, they can't take your medicine away from you, and you can't be taken off of the transplant list. We have employee protection, which basically states that we will not you will not get fired if you have a medical card because right now you can now if your company has a federal contract because of federal laws they can do that and what we're what we're trying to create is rule and law in state of florida is that you can't be denied work or be fired for having a medical card and using this medicinally because most likely it is very possible that using this medicinally is the reason you are back to work and not laid out on bed right now. You know, it always blows my mind that I, as a business owner, I can take somebody's constitutional right to their medicine away by telling them they can't work here anymore. They keep smoking medical marijuana. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's messed up. I I refuse to do that. And now if I can mention Corona one more time, then I'll be the end of it for the day. (laughs) Okay, please. It has has done an immense amount of damage to the tourism industry here in the state of Florida. Uh, Don't even... And if we had a rule that allowed tourists to come to the state of Florida, even though they cannot bring it across state lines into Florida, that they will be allowed with the medical card from their state to go to a dispensary here in the state of Florida and and spend enough at one point in time to cover their, their trip here, that they will be able to use it in the state of Florida. And that is fantastic because if you have a family where, you know, you want to go to Florida, want to bring grandma with you, but grandma is not feeling well, and she is currently using this for Parkinson's or whatever, that it'll be good to know that you don't have to sneak it in her socks through uh, TSA in order to get her over here because we yeah. don't want Florida to be a place where you come, come here for vacation and leave on probation. That, mm-hmm. that is just not right. We need to have tourist reciprocity. That is another bill. And, of course, we also have the home grow bill. And we'll discuss that in our time. That's a lot longer topic. But you can be a part of this change by being a part of Suncoast Normal. And I think I've I've finished with my commercial for the day. But you can tell, Carlos, everybody how they can get to become a member and how they can get involved in this giveaway we're having this today with the Emperor Has No Clothes DVD and the eighth of the Delta 8 THC. I'll do a quarter. We'll do a quarter of the flower. Oh, my God. It keeps on getting better. Yeah, it keeps getting better and better. So, um, possibly because of what you grow. How can, well, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's feeling better, guys. And so, therefore, it's, it's getting out of hand. So, I am in a great mood. <laughs> yeah, mood, but, ele- mood elevation is something we definitely need between here and Tuesday because I've seen people hitting their, hitting their heads against poles just for no reason. I don't think a lot of people don't understand that 50-50 ratio of THC and CBD is just incredible. I mean, it's it's not exactly for a high, but no. you know, it definitely that's 
it makes you feel amazing and it alleviates your mood any pain dude my back was hurting earlier today and uh yeah for those of you who understand the workings of the endocannabinoid system, the THC actually works to open up those receptors, and CBD is a mediator. Uh -huh. So basically, it does kind of control the, re the response, so to speak. Uh, terpenes changes the direction of things, and CBD changes the strength of things, but it also goes after other parts of the uh, receptor system to go ahead and, and fix things that would not, which tend to break in the human body because we are not perfect. So that commercial that Gary just gave for all of those great things that he's working on and all the change that we're trying to bring to the state of Florida, um, how can you get involved? And well, here's my commercial, ladies and gentlemen, time, talent, and treasure. This is what he learned when he, was, when he became an MBA. Now, actually, I learned it from another fellow MBA, Dr. Joseph Rosado, ah. who was actually on our Spanish show, the first Spanish show. Um, but he, he got up at a United for Care event and uh, was basically telling people it's devoid of any medical knowledge that he knows so much about. And he's like, here's how you can get involved. You don't have, it, it takes three things, the three T's, time, talent, treasure. I'm willing to bet if you have some talent, I'm willing to bet I can figure out a way to utilize it. I've had people building parade floats and building displays and helping with events and all different types of things. You don't even have to become a member to, to, to volunteer your talent. Your time is enough too. time just showing up to an event, um, you know, coming volunteering, sitting at a table. I believe Keno had some events that Yoshi, what was the event Keno went, needed table tablers for? Seven. Florida the the seventh there's a Florida cannabis event on the seventh uh, what's what city is it oh okay well, well we'll figure out the city in a minute but we need some somebody's <laughs> time to uh to put that all together Florida cannabis festival and where that's in Mount Dora I believe at Mount, the antique market Mount Dora right at the Florida Cannabis uh, Festival, we need to uh, have somebody there to volunteer to sit at a table and let people know about uh, Suncoast Normal and all the different things that they can yeah, do. We, we do have a table there. I wasn't certain if I'm going or not, but if you guys want me to speak, I'll be there. If not, and I Yo can't guarantee it. Yoshi's going to be there, but she, she, I'm sure she's going to need some help. <laughs> so, you know, you guys can... <laughs> <laughs> she needs company. She needs somebody to talk to you guys. In, in, seen... in beautiful Lake County, Florida. Um, and uh, so, and, and treasure. I mean, of course, you can always donate. You can become a member. I'm working to put together an event uh, at some point at the beginning of next year. Um, hopefully, all this coronavirus stuff will, will calm down um, for a little bit. And everybody gets a little bit yes. more, more responsible and stuff. Thank you. Thank you. How they uh, use their masks and social distancing and stuff like that but <laughs> but uh you know hopefully soon we can put to, together some an event and i'm i'm thinking of throwing an event where you know you pay 25 bucks to get in you get a membership to normal and you get access to the event and you can see you know all these bands and have a few drinks and have some food and hang out with us maybe we'll be smoking some delta a flower maybe we'll be smoking some medical marijuana maybe you know who knows well it is a public space and so legally uh, <laughs> well, it's a it's a private restaurant with a patio, and oh, we can yeah. restrict access to the patio for medical marijuana patients who want to consume their medical marijuana. A la patio. A la patio. 
Oh, 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 oh. Or, or as they say in Florida, on the on the lanai. Uh, the the lanai. Lanai. The, let's let's go smoke a joint on the lanai. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you that's how you can get involved, and you can find us on all well, types of social blancos, media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is how you can get involved, guys. <laughs> uh, you can find us on our website, Suncoast Normal. That's N O R M L dot org. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on SoundCloud. Actually, you can uh, always see this, uh, hear this rotation podcast edited beautifully with my beautiful editing skills on SoundCloud. They're not that great. Um, and uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us pretty much anywhere on the in internet. What you have to remember is at Suncoast, N-O-R-M-L, and you'll find us on any one of those platforms. And I believe we should have a list of, again, the, the, the pro cannabis can candidates on our Suncoast website that uh, Chris has been working on. Mm -hmm. I know we got a couple of other people we may have to add yet. I know that Jared Garcia, for those people who are in Lakeland, Mm. It, it, it is very much uh, pro in regards to this aspect. And so if you're in the Lakeland area, you should do that. And I, I again, I, I can't emphasize enough, emphasize this enough. And that is that the politics of cannabis do expand to both parties. Mm. We actually have two people running for senator in the state of Colorado who are both pro cannabis. Hickenlooper, who was there when it, it did go down, he was not as positive as he should be, but he's still more so than, than, than others. And of course, uh, the gentleman he's he's running against Corey Gardner, who also was was busy pushing the the Moore Act and other kind of things here in, in the federally. So the Republicans have plenty of folks who are, are pro cannabis and the Democrats as well. Uh, Senator Jeff Brandis over in Clearwater uh, is ver been very much on our side. He's been working hard for horizontal uh, integration things of that sort. He worked hard on the, uh, the the Flower Act and things of that sort. He's a Republican. Mm -hmm. and, and we work out very well with him, as well as Daryl Rasan, who's also a senator in the area, who at one point in time was was not as as positive as mm -hmm. he is now. But after talking to me and a couple other people in Cano for a bit, even though he kind of like tussled with him <laughs> a little bit. And believe it or not, I had a conversation with the guy about how he started the – he made the bong law in Florida. He did make the bong yeah, law in Florida. And, uh, a law that, you know, um, we have to be very careful about here in uh, Chilling Glass Gallery and CBD Dispensary. So, uh, yeah, and I don't think he knew that I owned a glass shop when uh, he was explaining to me that he uh, put this law down on my industry. And there's two guys who are running for county commissioner in the state of in, – in Pasco County where I live, uh, Oakley and uh, Mariano. They're very conservative folks, but in sitting down and talking with them uh, – in fact, I even gave um, Commissioner Mariano a copy of the Schaefer Report which is a report that was created by the federal government, which said that cannabis actually should not be Schedule 1. It was done during the Nixon years, and Nixon squashed it. Mm -hmm. But I showed it to him. I said, this is a Republican-based document, which verifies the fact that it's positive. And so he's been pushing very, very hard, especially in regards to hemp uh, in, in Pasco County. And we hope that we will get more people on board because anything that has to pass anywhere needs some kind of bipartisan support. You can't get just one party and make it happen because it usually doesn't. Mm. You have to, because there are even people in the party who might be moderate, things of that sort, who might switch to the other side. So if you can get bipartisan support on any measure, you, can, you have a better chance of getting it to come through. So we, we recommend those kind of folks to go ahead and, uh, and help move this forward and give us something we can work with. Although it is possible that somebody who is thinking along a different lines can evolve 
mm. to, to a different viewpoint if you give them the facts that they can verify. You can make a bong law and still realize that the science behind cannabis shows that it can help people. So, you know, thank you, Daryl Roussan, for everything you've done. There you go. Anyways, uh, Gary, I just wanted to tell you, man, I had a really fun show today. This has been this has been nice. Well, you, you. you it was an enhanced show, but it was fun. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think uh, I think we're we're done here. Well, we need, we needed to de-stress because this whole election thing has been highly stressing. Whew. I can honestly say that there are more holes in the walls of my house than there was before. I don't know where they came from, but it, 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 a lot of those uh, holes are kind of head shaped. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's possible that you're uh, through a wall or somebody. Else's I, I head. just may have been just like knocking my head against the wall with everything that's been going on. It's time to de-stress, mm-hmm. and it's time to fix things. And w- whatever happens, whatever happens on on Tuesday, before we go to a revolution, before we go to a civil war, we need to go to reconciliation. Mm-hmm. We need to get together and work on things together to make things happen. Divided, we fall. United, we smoke. Are we, are we ready for Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you Make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member because that is how you become part of the change. You can find the Rotation podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, but you can always join us in the Rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal. Gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website again is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary, and good night. Good night.